Welcome to the Project Zion podcast. This podcast explores the unique spiritual and theological gifts Community of Christ offers for today's world. Hey, welcome. This is Mike Hoffman, uh, campus minister at Graceland University. Welcome to this edition of Coffee in the Swarm which is a part of Project Zion podcast. And uh, I'm really grateful for Julie Wheaton, who's my co-host now. Say hi, Julie. Hey. And Julie and I will be interviewing Emily Hill today. So uh, uh, Emily has a great story about being here at Graceland and a member of the Community of Christ. So we look forward to this time together. Um, So let's get started. Julie? Yeah, Emily. So uh, why don't you tell us a little about yourself? Yeah, so I'm from Longview, Washington, uh, here at Graceland. I am a fifth-year senior. Yay for fifth year! Fun story behind that. I am on the Shalom House. Yes, Shalom! (laughs) And some things that I have done here at Graceland, I have been a part of choir, I've been a part of the Acacia Yearbook and Campus Ministries. Uh, My major is Allied Health, and I am concentrating in physical therapy. All right. So Allied Health, tell me, what what do you do with Allied Health as a major, or where do you hope to go? So there's a bunch of things that you can do in terms of being a major in Allied Health. For me, I really want to go into pediatric physical therapy. I know a lot of people Mm -hmm. will go into athletic training, coaching, um, some chiropractic. It's kind of like that health and movement science. Very good. So... With that major, I know this is kind of like a weird question, but um, like with learning about like the way that some of your like your bones work or some of your joints work, does that make you more like conscious of what you do with your body? Like whether that has to do with exercise or stuff like that? For sure. Um, I find myself kind of like sometimes I'll be walking and I'll be like, oh, my gait is off today. <laughs> or like my favorite thing is to just sit and watch people. Um, people watching in the swarm oh. or on campus and you just kind of notice like huh they're walking a fear uh, like a weird way or yeah. like you're like oh they are doing this sort of thing which involves like these sort of muscles right. it's just very much like inside my head mm-hmm. of what is happening internally does it ever come outside <laughs> of your head like do you rush up to somebody and say do you know you're walking wrong or something? <laughs> I have done that to a few of my friends before. <laughs> I know Salume, uh, who is one of, we love Salume. Yeah, Ed, she was on Salome, yeah, right. Uh, she did this challenge where she was doing 100 squats. And so she started with oh. like one to five <laughs> squats a day. And from there, she built up to 100 squats. And I, like at some point she started recording herself and I was like, Salome, like you, the one thing that you could do better is like going down to this certain level and holding it and then going back up or like yeah. making sure like you don't invert your knees. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Yeah. Wow. Well, I have to have you watch me. There's <laughs> an old guy around here. It's like, yeah, Mike, you could do this a lot better. So, well, that's, that's really cool. That's, mm-hmm. that's really good. And pediatric yes. physical, physical yeah. therapy, right? Pediatric physical therapy. That's really cool. Yeah. I never really thought about it being necessary, but I can see why it would be. Mm-hmm. So with pediatrics, it would be like, what ages if you did it? Or, uh, I, mean, I think it really depends on where I decide to go in terms of pediatrics. Okay. If I want to work with people who are more so specified with athletes, mm. 
Okay. Um, working with like maybe high school athletes or so that would still be considered pediatric. It would okay. be yes. okay. So I was about eighteen, right? Yeah. Okay, I was thinking like babies or you know really young children or something. That so. you know that is another way that I could go. Yeah, yeah, but but it but it's not that exclusive the way yeah. you do it. So so cool. Okay, so um. Yeah, uh, you're from Longview, Washington. I am, yes. which is in the very northwest, yes, northwest corner of Washington State, right? It's no, actually. Oh, okay, the, never mind. <laughs> it is the southwest, southwest mm-hmm. corner. Yes. Okay. okay, we are actually right along the Columbia River. Oh. And right close to the state line with Oregon as well. We right up there. Right we, up there. Okay. Yeah, we okay. kind of border on the Columbia River. We have a place called Willow Grove in Longview, or kind of like outside of Longview, and then we have a bridge that connects right to Rainier, Oregon. Oh, cool. Yeah. So what? Um, what was your? What church did you go to when you were there? I went to the Calitz Valley Congregation. Shout out to them. <laughs> cool. Um, and I started going there when I was about six years old. Oh, wow. Um, so I wasn't really like my, well, my family is like fifth year generation for me. Okay. Um, my great grandparents were there, my grandparents, my mom and my uncle when they were young. Uh, but I myself didn't start going until I was about six. Okay. And of course, I fell in love with it and decided that I was going to just try as hard as I could to make it every Sunday, do anything that I could to help within services. And then from there, just my ministry spread. That's very cool. Very cool. Yeah. And actually, before we got on the air uh, today, we were having a conversation about Lewis River campground. Yes. Because Lewis River was also where she, all the camps and reunions that she went to. And Mm -hmm. it's where I'm actually, for the first time, I've been asked to, Go out and be uh, uh, help with reunion next summer. So I'll be. It's my first chance to go there. So so Emily and I will be reunited next summer. So it'll be exciting. Yeah, <laughs> can't get rid of me. That. Yeah, no. There we go. <laughs> So Emily, like, what made you want to come to Grace and were you a part of SPEC? Did you go to SPEC? I did. I attended SPEC my junior and senior year of high school. But before SPEC and before high school, I knew that I was going to Gracelyn. Really? Yes. So I think it was about, I was in seventh or eighth grade. And I knew quite a few people just from being a part of like the Northwest delegation. Um, I knew Dane Mahi. Oh, yeah. He, he was from Lamoni. He attended Graceland. And so I was like, that's a college. That's a part of this faith community. I am going to go. And then uh, I think it was my junior year of high school. My brother ended up coming as a freshman and he attended all four years here as well. Okay. So it was sort of natural for you to come here then, especially yes, with a brother. Yeah. So did you and your brother overlap at all then? We did. Yeah. Okay. He was here for my first two years okay. and his last two years. Okay. Which okay. we both experienced the 2020 pandemic together. Oh, during oh. Yep. <laughs> of course. Yes. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes. What a, what a time. Mm, yeah. What a time. Yeah, I don't have a phrase. <laughs> it's like nothing we've lived through before. So, but it, but you know, speaking of pandemic, things have pretty much returned to normal here at Graceland, I think. I think so. Yeah. Mm. I mean, as normal as it could be, I was talking with Claire Lambert yeah. yet the other day. And I realized that I and only a handful of other students are 
students who remember Graceland pre-pandemic. That's true. Because it would have been our freshman year. Oh, wow. And so we had that full year of just full Graceland University experience, no Zoom, no COVID procedures, no nothing. And then sophomore year was the year that it hit us. You know, that's that's really interesting. And it, it, it sort of leads us to our next question. We were going to we we're going to talk about the Graceland experience, which is sort of this ambiguous phrase. But but generally people know what you're talking about when they mm-hmm. when they talk about it, especially if you're tied to the church and to Graceland. There's yeah. some familiarity with that. But but for at least while you are here and other students since then, mm-hmm. the pandemic sort of changed what that Graceland experience might be to some degree. I mean, yeah. So um, I have two questions. One was the allied health major. So it's a relatively new major to Graceland, isn't it? It is. Yeah. So when you decided to come to Graceland, that wasn't, was it, that part of your plan or was it, so did it become part of your plan? It originally wasn't. It. Um, I knew coming to Graceland, there was sort of a major Um, It had never really been specified or advertised for people. So a lot of people, when I was first coming in, who wanted to go down the route of physical therapy, they were actually put into the biology major. Uh, And so my freshman year, my first semester, I was a biology major. And it wasn't until I learned that a lot of the courses that would get me to grad school uh, would actually be helpful in terms of being an allied health student. Gotcha. Well, interesting. Yeah. And the other question that made me think of was like, like just the Graceland experience a little bit. So what what would you say was the biggest challenge during that the pandemic that uh, impacted your Graceland experience? I mean, you know, like, is there is I don't know if that's even a good question, but is there anything you can just like, oh, yeah, it was. Uh, there's quite a few, actually, that yeah. kind of, I think majorly impacted. I think one of them is in terms of me being in a very hands-on major, having to do Zoom and hybrid teaching became very difficult at times. We had to do more so like theoretical, um, like, okay, say we have a patient and we're looking at this and wanting to fix this. Well, we have to then imagine what it's going to look like Mm -hmm. instead of rather being able to like palpate people or being able to like visualize in front of in front of you someone actually doing it um and then another thing too is like just on the halls anyone who's went to Graceland knows what the res life is like and we are very close with one of one another um there was a few times where it was like you knew one person who tested positive and then all of a sudden, everyone mm-hmm. on hall and everyone you knew had to quarantine. Yeah. And it just affected kind of your daily schedule, how you lived that, like, two weeks you were in quarantine. Yeah. And it just, it was a little difficult when you knew that, like, okay, I have these assignments or I have this event that I really want to be a part of. Knowing that you can't <laughs> do that because you're in quarantine was a struggle, yeah. I'd say. Yeah, sometimes I forget about all the things that we went through. And, you yes. know, and, and I, yeah. I know for students like like you, you know, one of the things was, well, why can't, why can't the university just make up its mind about 
are we doing this or doing that? But it, none of us really knew yeah, what to yeah. do. I mean, it was like we were all sort of learning together about it. So yeah. it, it seems now like we sort of figured it out. But mm-hmm. yeah, well, good. Yeah. So um, I know that you are like a, a part of campus ministries here at Graceland. Um, um, so what can you say about like how church life has been here for you? The Four and a half years you've been here. <laughs> uh, I mean, church life has, for me personally, really changed. Um, back at home, it was really difficult because we didn't have a lot of people my age who frequently attended church. And it was more so an older generation that led the sermons, mm-hmm. the services. And coming to Graceland, it was a whole new experience because it was very much student-led ministry. I could connect to people my Mm -hmm. age, connect to people with the same experiences that I was going through. And knowing that I can now be a part of Campus Ministries and also take that back with me to my home congregation, it's just really nice to be able to use what I've learned in terms of spreading, not only just like in terms of Sunday morning worship, where I know that we talked a lot with campus ministries about spreading outside of the sermon-based services, but being able to then be like, okay, so this is what we want to do in terms of our ministry and outreach to be like, okay, this is what I want to do within my hometown community. Let's figure something out within my own congregation. Mm -hmm. That's good. You know, one of the recent changes we've made here is it's not that we won't have any Sunday morning worships. We're doing communion service right. on Sunday morning, mm-hmm. but we're now focusing on a Wednesday night service, yeah. which is, which, you know, both of you two are both involved with, but, <laughs> yeah. but um, you know, how has that, how has that transition this year been for you? I mean, is it, is it sort of fulfilling what you hope for or? I definitely think it has been very fulfilling, very smooth. Um, I think for a lot of students, like they can agree, it has been somewhat of almost a blessing in terms of ministry. Um, I know we struggled with getting the numbers and getting people to regularly attend. And to see. Well, it's not normal for. Okay, I I would say all of us, but at least college students yes, yeah. to to get up early on Sunday morning, uh-huh. and mm-hmm. even though it wasn't terribly early, it was still it was still a thing that isn't sort of within your normative uh, uh, I don't know schedule schedule yes. yeah yeah good way to put it so thanks Julie and so it's just to see like afterglow all of these people coming to it's popping it is popping yeah so for those of you that aren't familiar with afterglow it's a wednesday service but it is a it is uh led by a student band that Mm -hmm. um, yeah yeah yeah, that uh danny dennis and nico farrell are heading up and and ben long our chaplain president has been involved and julie's been involved in it and it's (laughs) It's it's really it's done amazing things because we've had over sixty students attend pretty much every time yep. we've offered it yep. so far this semester, um, and I, I do not remember the last time we had sixty students. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, so mm-hmm. it's really exciting, and I, I know it's not all about numbers because it's really about everybody's experience. You know, I appreciate yes. what you said yeah. though about that experience. Now, you're a priest in the church as well. So oh, yeah. come on. Yeah. Yeah, so so you were ordained when? I mean, in terms of your college? Or I, so I was ordained the 26th of last December. Okay. 
Yep. So we are coming on about one year of me being okay. in the priesthood. Okay. Yes. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And and um, yeah. And, and I know you've served communion here. Did you get a chance to serve communion back at your home congregation too? I have not served communion okay. back at home. Uh, I have done other things though in terms of my ministry. Oh, good. What home. else? So, what else have you done? Uh, so actually, during Pride Month, I led some discussions in terms of uh, being an ally for the LGBTQ community mm-hmm. and how. Um, as individuals who call ourselves disciples can easily become allies for those who need a safe space. Very good. That's very good. Yeah. And actually we're recording this uh, October 14th. And so this has been national coming out day was this week. And mm-hmm. uh, I don't think this is pride month, but it's Graceland. Graceland sort of. Right. Time yeah. Right yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah, well, we because Pride Month is when we're not in session either, mm-hmm. so so that's sort of why it's Graceland's Pride Month, I guess. So very cool, very cool. Yeah. Okay. Um, so with World Conference 2023 on the horizon, too, mm-hmm. uh, you know there, there'll be legislation, and before long we'll be uh, trying to elect delegates from Graceland and that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so one of the things that um, I guess that we typically want to know from you is is sort of like, what are your hopes and dreams for the church in the future? Maybe not just the your local church, which you've been good to share about, but, you know, if you could sit down with President Beasy or any of the church leaders, would you, is there something you tell them? Yeah. So one thing that I've been very passionate about is being able to be a safe space safe space within the community for people who need it. Not just like when I spoke about the LGBTQI, um, I mean, just like really any people, uh, minorities, those facing poverty. Um, I feel like as Christians, it's really our goal not to be in a congregation, not to be in a building talking about these things, to actually be out in the community and doing these things. And I have seen a shift within the Northwest delegation and the Northwest congregations. And I'm not sure I know a few other uh, mission centers within the United States have also been doing this, but there is a shift in terms of ministry and quite a bit discernment about what it means to be a Christian and what it means to have these enduring principles and to follow through with the enduring principles and to make Christ's mission our mission. Yeah. That's really good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I know. I, I, I sometimes wonder like, you know, down the road when I go back to a, a normal ministry, <laughs> I don't know whether campus ministry is quite <laughs> normal, but, but, you know, like going back, how, how my time here will have, how it will have changed me, how yes. you all have changed me. I mean, mm-hmm. it's like, I think that's a lot. Mm-hmm. So we'll see, but yeah, very good. Yeah. I appreciate that. Yeah. Well, was there anything else that you think we forgot or anything else that you'd like to say right now? Honestly, I would love to give a shout out to Jody and Troy Barnhart. So for me personally, uh, I feel like my ministry began in high school because of them. So they, I believe, are retiring from Caravan, uh, which is a youth thing. Um, It was youth ministry or youth venture for Christ. That's Mm -hmm. what it was. 
And so it was high school students could join this group and we would travel to different places for like one weekend a month from January up to May. And we would go to different congregations. We would put on services where there would be a skit. We would sing. And then there would be a testimony service held by the campers and then also Mm -hmm. opened up to the congregation as Mm -hmm. well. And then uh, there would be during like that June month, we would have a week long trip doing different things where we would travel, we would do uh, community service, community outreach, and then also once again, continuing our sermons and services with the testimonies. And I feel like I would not be here where I am today if it weren't for Caravan and the amazing staff and Troy and Jody for leading that. And so just shout out to them for all the hard work that they did and shout out to the caravan for continuing to do that. I know several people from my home congregation in the Northwest who came to Graceland or has done other stuff within the mission center who were a part of caravan in one way or another. That's really cool. So a really sounds like a really impactful youth ministry type of thing. It really is. yeah. Yeah. And I think, that was what kind of opened my eyes up to wanting to do more than just the normal Sunday morning worship yeah. services. That's spectacular. Well, yeah. thank you for that shout out. Yeah, yeah, that's great. That's very good. Yeah. So, okay. Well, this has been our um, Coffee in the Swarm with Mike and Julie. And today our guest was Emily Hill. So we appreciate you being here, Emily. Thank you for having me. Yeah. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thanks for listening to Project Zion Podcast. Subscribe to our podcast on Apple Podcast, Stitcher, or whatever podcast streaming service you use. And while you are there, give us a five-star rating. Project Zion Podcast is sponsored by Latter-day Seeker Ministries of Community of Christ. The views and opinions expressed in this episode are of those speaking and do not necessarily reflect the official policy or position of Latter-day Seeker Ministries or Community of Christ. The music has been graciously provided by Dave Hines. 